Five. Yeah. Four. Good. <laughs> hello, hello. Greetings, world. Is that How- it? I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to episode 14. And I, I prefer a smoother intro than that. I just think... You I, want to be mellow, do you? I think a mellow intro, like I'm on Magic FM, where I just say, hello everybody, I hope you're well. Here we are, here we are. Love songs with Simon Bates. Yeah. We're just going to play a bit of Duran Duran. Nothing that's going to upset the horses. Everyone can get on with their life. So this is ShufflePod 14. <laughs> Yeah, Shuttlepod Forty. Welcome. I uh, we've been away from each other for so long. Will it's been a bit of an extended break, hasn't there? We've Don't... had an extended break away from each other. And can I just tell you what, listeners? I've really missed Will's lovely, cute little face. It looks like a pog. <laughs> I don't have a cute little face. <laughs> But my nose is almost the size of a face, so maybe that's what you're talking about. I've just missed you, mate. I've really missed you, um, and we I, we've been through so much mm. uh, separately since mm. we've been apart. Mm. We've got a lot to talk about mm. in this pod, mm. so let's not dilly dally. No, let's not waste any more of our own time or anybody else's. More Indeed. importantly, yeah, let's get on with it. Okay, so it's time to say, grab your hat, all your bats, swing your cat. It's time to chat. It's shuttle pod. So what are the things that you've been up to then? <laughs> oh, why do you always speak first after the gaps? Because the transitions. Because you look nervous. <laughs> because I point at you. Yeah, that's, that's, why. that's why. And you do whatever my bidding is, don't you? More or less, yeah. Really? I'm not in charge of this. Well, we've been um, not with each other no. for how long? Three weeks? I think probably three weeks. The, the listener probably won't realise this because they'll be jammed all together, these, these pods. But uh, it has been three weeks since our last transmission. So much has happened in the world in that time. But what's happened with you, Tommy? Well, I've had my hair cut. Right, lovely. It does look nice. I look, it's not what I wanted. <laughs> what, what are you going for? Just norm, my normal hair, but shorter. But I went into the, the barber and I tried to communicate this with him. And he made me look like this. Well, and perhaps you'd like to describe it to the listener. I mean, I think of that as your normal hair. How does your hair normally look? Isn't that more or less it? How dare you? That's that's how dare you. That's how it looked when we were about thirteen. We've been friends for so many years, and that's what you say to me face to face. Honestly, that looks like the hair you had when we were thirteen. Uh, I would gel in it. I would describe it as someone if you'd taken Sir Terry Wogan's hair right and shrunk it in a microwave and then placed it on my head. That's what I look like. Okay, it's like somebody's put the pie symbol on my head. (laughs) Yeah, in bold lettering. I mean, um, I, I, I had, there was a big moment that I had probably about a year or two ago when I went for a side parting. <laughs> I remember. And that, that was the first time I'd actually changed my haircut since the age of 15. It was a traumatic time. Well, it was 13 to 15, I had an undercut and then and lots of curls on top and I looked like a mushroom or one of Jimi Hendrix's band <laughs> and Jimi Hendrix's drummer. And then I went for the Tintin. Short all over, flick on the front. Yeah. And I had that then for the next 20 years, 21 years, more or less. The only thing that's changed is now I've introduced a side parting. That's it. But basically what you have now is as if the flick, um, as if they hadn't cut the short bit at the back, your flick starts at the front and then just continues like a helmet of frizzy hair. It it boofs up. I have very curly hair and it boofs up, I'm afraid. I have to say you're looking a lot like your father these days. I'm happy with that. I think you've got Derek's hair. My father, I have to say, has beautiful silver hair. It's so soft. It's like a cloud. Honestly, it is. If you ever, listeners, if you ever meet my my dad, stroke his hair. (laughs) Just have a go. It's It's an open invitation. You won't regret it. It it makes him grumpy, but it's worth it. Hope you're listening out there, Derek. Uh, Best wishes to you and your kith and kin. (laughs) And your hair. 
And your hair. <laughs> so, so, Will, yeah. I whilst we've been apart, mm. I have created a brand new business. Have you? you may not have noticed, but the country is in the ruddy doldrums oh, at the moment. Yeah. It's up a creek, isn't it? Isn't it? It mm. really is. Yeah. Um, so I've thought to myself, I'm not going to sit here idle, yeah. waiting for some fat cat politician to solve my problems. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to get on and do it myself. And with the British entrepreneurship that lives within us all... I have created a new product. You've shown some pluck. I have considerable pluck. <laughs> yeah, good. About time. Would you like to know about my new product? Yes, please. Well, what you all know by now, the industry that I'm in, furniture. That's right. And really, it's not the industry of furniture, it's the industry of comfort, Will. It's the hardest game in the world, that, isn't it? Well, it's the softest game in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone in this world to be comfortable. Yeah, So times. I've reinvented a piece of furniture that hasn't been changed since let's say medieval times my god the bed the humble bed the bed what have you done to it i've created a brand new bed right (laughs) (laughs) what's what's different about your brand new bed right so i wanted it to be fully recyclable i wanted it to be completely green is it vertical is it a vertical bed it's not vertical bed it's horizontal so it sticks with that traditional paradigm but other than that it smashes every other paradigm of what you know a bed to be my God. Essentially, it's a burlap sack filled with ice. Is it actually? <laughs> yes. So, you know how people are always complaining, oh, my bed's too firm. Yeah. Or, they, what's the other thing they say, Will? Too soft. Exactly. Yeah. This bed, you get on it at the start of the night, it's too firm. When you wake up in the morning, it it's far too soft. And also quite wet. It's basically a variable comfort yeah. throughout the night. What are you calling it? The ice bed. <laughs> I think we need something better. Than we that. do need something better than that. Um, I. What about the chilly willy? I mean, I guess if you sleep on your front. For front that's sleepers. What, that's what you're going to get. Um, so that's my new business idea. Um, I'm going to pitch it at the Dragons yeah. and hopefully be a millionaire by this time next year. This time next week, probably. How much ideas. would you pay for a burlap sack filled with ice? At least £5,000. Well, you're not far off. It's eight grand. Right. <laughs> Still, you know, you get what you pay for. Exactly. It's quality. <laughs> oh, oh, lovely. Well, uh, I've been away. I've been away on camp. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Where were you camping? Down on Dartmoor. In a tent? Uh, the the students that I, I had to go with uh, were in tents. <laughs> the, the staff stayed in a cottage. Uh, but the the thing that I learned most about was being on the hill. Right. We were with a number of, of mountain guides, and and that's what they call it when you when you're on a on a mountain. They don't call it being on the mountain. They call it being, being on the hill. Right. Is it a mountain? Not really. No. There's no mountains in Dartmoor, is there? There's some steep bits. <laughs> that's, but that's not the point. The point is that when you're on the hill, everything changes. Right. So, just like, tell me what what sort of shoes have you have, have you worn here today? Just a pair of leather brogues. Yeah, on the hill, those things wouldn't survive. No. What, uh, I can what imagine. You, what did you have for lunch today? Um, I had an omelette. Yeah. There's no, there's no omelettes on the hill, let me tell you that. Right. What, Kettle um, mint cake, presumably. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> what, uh, what, what car are you driving at the moment? Just an Audi. Just a little Audi? Don't get Audis on the hill. No. Nothing Sheep. happens on the hill. Sheep. Yeah. When you're talking to a mountain leader, no matter what you say, it'll interrupt you halfway through a <laughs> sentence and tell you... That that does not apply when you're on the hill. Almost nothing applies when you're on the hill. No rules of logic or physics or grammar apply. Nothing that you say is ever relevant on the hill. Because on the hill, there are different rules for everything. Right. Okay. And we are all but children. Right, absolutely. And and what a, what a fantastic approach to take to safety on, on the hill. On the hill, that's exactly right. But on the hill, of course, safety is different. Of course it is. Up is down, black is white. Right is wrong. Not literally, of course. Or is it literally? Who can say? Exactly. I'm no authority. I have no authority on the hill whatsoever. Did you learn anything about yourself on the hill, Will? I learned that I'm not very good at surviving on the hill. Right. (laughs) I have to be be led around like a donkey. (laughs) I can walk up, I can walk down. Other than that, no responsibility (laughs) should be given to me on the hill or elsewhere. Did you return all of your students safely to... Their homes ensconced in their own beds. We did. We didn't lose any, so that's good. Congratulations! You survived yeah. the hill. We survived. We all survived the hill. 
Yeah. And you came back changed, didn't you? Oh, I did. I, was, I could I could tell when I met up with you again after you'd been away on camp. There was a slightly yeah. different look in your eye. It's like I'd been in Vietnam. Yes, you'd seen <laughs> you'd seen something. I had a thousand the thousand yard stare of a man who's been on the hill. Exactly. But welcome back. Mm, thanks very much. Great to have you. Oh, thanks. Other things, uh, we've uh, it's it's summertime, so it's exam season, and uh, some of the students I worked with uh, had their final exam, and they got to shirt signing. Oh yes, I can't remember if we actually did. Did we do that? I don't think we did because we were more civilized and introspective than your current yeah. crop of students, perhaps. I think also we didn't have the right kind of pens. Yeah, you, you need permanent like, ink. You do. We weren't allowed to have it. There was. Um, there was one student going around and uh, had signed on everybody's shirts the words Floppy Ewok. Right. Is don't, that a euphemism? I don't know. I've, I've no idea. It doesn't sound nice, does it? What would you think a Floppy Ewok would be <sighs> kiddie slang for or, or street slang for? I mean, my, my immediate thought goes to some sort of phallic symbol. Yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the skin of the penis, isn't it? But it could be anything, couldn't it? It, it could, could be it anything. It could be drugs. It could be a damp pasty. Yeah, it could be that could be slang for some sort of computer game that they play online. Yeah, a type of Masonic handshake they've developed to identify each other in times of crisis. Yeah, I mean something to do with streaming music online. I know that that young people do that. These I don't do that. I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't like it. I, I like <laughs> having the physical song on a disc. On a disc in my hand. A disc of plastic or a disc of vinyl. Whatever, or a tape. Or a That's tape. fine. A cassette I to, tape. I want to physically own it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Tom, if you were going to sign something on a on a shirt for a, a sixteen year old who's just finished their exams, what would you sign? If I was my current age, or if I was also a sixteen year old, give us both. Okay, if I was my current age, I'd be, what are you doing out of bed? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if I was another sixteen year old, I would probably write some sort of slang term. Yeah. Like. Fix up, look sharp. Exactly. Or As Dizzy Rascal said 18 years ago. Twock your own hair. Yeah. You, yeah, or lol. Yeah. Or something like that. Or WTF. Or... Do, you know, do you know what that stands for? Where's the fudge? Yeah, absolutely. That's what young people are always asking these days. Where is the fudge? Where so, is the fudge? It's in the tuck shop. Yeah. Super. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you write on these uh, young what well, are these young people's shirts? Did you sign them? Uh, I wrote out the two times table just to remind <laughs> them of that, and also some just some simple grammar rules. Did you write the two times table because you weren't entirely confident with anything higher than the two times table? I think I can do the other ones, but the two is the one that just snaps. I really feel like I can do get that it quickly. done quick. Yeah, yeah, I've always been good at that one. You you really have actually. I'll say that for you. Back at school, Will was one in the top twenty of uh, two times table recitals. I think I was. Um, We've had um, my daughter, who's uh, who's joined Rainbows. Oh, which is the there's like the the guides, girl guides, is it? It's the it's the beavers for girls. Although I think girls can be beavers. They can. Can boys be rainbows? I don't think boys can be rainbows. Well, they... I, maybe someone from Rainbows has listened to this and will we'll contradict us on that. And we're happy to be corrected. But as far as I'm aware, it's I'm not. I just make rainbows. it clear I'm not happy to be corrected. If if you give me feedback, <laughs> sort of wrap it in good news because yeah. I take it very badly. I react... get stuffed. Exactly <laughs> up yours. Um, and she had to do a pledge, so we went and saw that the other day, and then walk through a, a sort of rainbow thing, a rainbow arch. Right. Uh, it was it was a very solemn moment. It was it was akin to someone being sworn in as a Supreme Court justice, something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was slightly spoiled by uh, a child behind us who was farting loudly throughout the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, really going for it. It sound it sounded like it must be like a sound effect on somebody's phone or like a joke one. But I turned around and there was just this child breaking wind loudly. And with no shame. <laughs> a child that had eaten a whole cauliflower for dinner. I mean, there was something wrong with that child. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you're out there and you are that child and you're listening, do pop in and see your local GP. I just seek help, I think. <laughs> We've uh... The closest type of help, whether it be the lifeguards whatever. or the shipping news. <laughs> yeah, firemen, whatever. The um, the co-op, Tommy, on the, the corner of Shirley High Street, where I sometimes talk to the chatty man, yep. has been done up. Oh, 
Yeah, big what a treat. What a treat. Although there was a period there of about two weeks whilst it was being done up where we all had to rely on the other local shops for our groceries with very mixed results. Christmas, what terrible times for you. It really was. Give me an example of how bad it got. I had to go to a Polish supermarket to try and buy milk. Everything was in Polish. And what did you end up buying a instead of melon? <laughs> No, it, by by the by the grace of God, I didn't end up buying milk. But I think it had something added to it, or I only knew it was milk because it came in a carton that was black and white, like a like a Frisian. If if it hadn't been for that, <laughs> milk could, with extra added potassium. I think I mean it, it possibly it could have been eggnog. I'm not sure. You could do your Polish accent for me, Will? Hello, I'm Polish. Is that that's racist? I'm so sorry. There's only Polish people listening. I'm Did really you sorry. you basing that on the the meerkats? They're not Polish, are they? That was just kind of mid-European nothing. Um, if there's anyone Polish out there listening, we'd love to have a recording of your voice. Yeah, send us send us a message, and we will try to reproduce it in an offensive manner, as um, faithfully as possible over the airways. Possibly can. And uh, my last bit of out and about uh, was uh, my wife. You know my wife. I know her extremely well. (laughs) Steady on. My wife. Um, She uh, woke up in a bit of a mood with me this morning. You know why? Because you had farted. No, not because I had farted, but because in her dream, I had given up my career and instead had enrolled in a college to learn how to play the bagpipes. (laughs) And I hadn't consulted her. And even though she knew that was a dream, she was still angry with me for about 15 minutes this morning. <laughs> just, well... I, really I just broke her trust, though, Will. I just kept quiet. I thought, sooner or later, it will percolate through that this this was not real. I'm just going to leave it at that. I can just imagine you pouring out your sugar puffs in absolute silence, looking over to the kitchen table and seeing your wife glaring at you yeah. and just hoping that it would end sometime soon. Has she forgiven me yet? Nope, not yet. Okay, no. we're just going to carry get on. Back. Get back. That's fine. Well, what a wonderful recap of our time apart, Will. Mm, there you are. So oh. much has happened. Hasn't it just? Yeah. And the listeners are all caught up now, so they're going to feel better. Yeah. We yeah. feel better. I think we're about ready to, to get into... Our first feature. The first feature of tonight, the new and regular feature for tonight... Odd one out. Have you got a jingle for that? Odd one out. I feel like every time you ask me to make up a jingle on the spot, (laughs) I more or less do that. Lovely stuff. I say what it is and then I go doobadooboo and that'll do. So for anyone who's listening for the first time, Odd one out, Will will provide... What is it this week, actually? So there's six things here uh, and they are six... Film titles. Oh, film titles this week. So I'm going to get six film titles. Four of which are real and two of which I've made up. And I have to use my powers of investigatory listening to yeah. try and work out which ones are false. I just guess, basically. You more or less, you just guess and you, sort of you base your guests on, on knowing me and what, the sort of thing I'm likely to have made up. Knowing me, knowing, me, knowing you yeah. and also my extensive knowledge of the world. Yeah, also that. Obviously, your wisdom. So much wisdom. A lot of wisdom. Yeah. Here we go. You ready? I am. Okay. Number one. Young man with a horn. Okay. 1950. It's a Kirk Douglas film about a trumpeter. Okay. There's quite a lot of backstory on that one. Number two. Nude nuns with big guns. 2010. Love it. It's a revenge thriller in which a grieved nun... Uh, an aggrieved nun guns down sinners, basically. Is she nude? I think so. I've not seen it. Right. But, I mean, if you if you rent it out, do people still rent things out? If you rent it out, nude nuns with big guns from the local blockbuster, as people always do these days. And let's say it didn't have. I mean, you would you would expect a nudity, b nuns, c guns. I would say if you didn't have. One of those three things in Nude Nuns with Big Guns, you'd be thinking, I've been misolved. I've been robbed. (laughs) (laughs) I've been robbed. It's the very least that I expect. Absolutely. Um, Number three. Go ahead. Oy vey, my son is gay. Oh, come on. From 2009. (laughs) Oy vey, my son is gay. Yeah. Okay. It's a Jewish comedy about a family coming to terms with their son's sexuality. Okay. Kind of like my big fat Greek wedding, I think. Yeah, sounds good. 
Uh, number four, yeah. I bought a vampire motorcycle. Oh, I love it. From 1990. I like that one. It's about a, a biker who is killed by a biker gang and who then possesses a motorbike and the motorbike then enacts revenge on the gang that killed the soul that inhabits it. Where's the vampire bit coming? I think it eats them. I'm not sure. Maybe okay. its tyres have teeth. Okay. There's... Something like that. I think... Okay. Very poor. <laughs> yeah. Number five, Duck Bender. <laughs> 1965. It's about Donald Duck Stevens, a legendary baseball player, and he goes on a three-day bender and rediscovers his baseball <laughs> talents. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and number six, Zombie Jugglers from Outer Space from 1985. It's about a zombie circus, and I believe they juggle with dismembered body parts. Okay. It's lovely, lovely titles. There's a nice selection there, isn't it? I, I feel like there's something for everyone. You've got a cross-section there. Something of, um, for fans of horns, so for fans of ducks. I'll talk the listeners through my logic, mm. as I yeah. always do. Yeah. Um, but I'll make it quick, because I realise that the feedback on this section is uh, not great. Number <laughs> is the, one, Is the feedback on any of the sections good? No. No, not especially. I'll be honest no. with you, it's, it's not great. Young Man with a Horn. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. I can. It's a poorly titled film, but... Yeah. Um, it sounds like a translation of a, of a foreign film title, but um, Nude Nuns with Big Guns. I'm almost sure that is one. Okay. I may have seen it. <laughs> Oy vey, my son is gay. It rhymes. Oh, that's, got, that's got a little bit of you in it. I bought a vampire motorcycle. That's definitely real. Duck Bender. I can't believe it. I don't want it to be true if it is. <laughs> and zombie jugglers from outer space. I can't believe that. Okay. So, I think... <laughs> so this is my guess, my okay. official guess that yeah. goes on the record. I think that Duck Bender and zombie jugglers from outer space are the false ones. Well, this is a first, listeners, because Tommy has got both of them right. Hey! It's the first time ever. That is fantastic. I gave Duckbender away by laughing too much. He did, I? yeah. He did. <laughs> Couldn't help it. It's funny. <laughs> that was the best one. Oh, dear. Um, Young Man with a Horn, though. Young Man with a Horn. What a ridiculous title for a film. <laughs> it really was. But in 1950, I mean... They called things all sorts of strange things. Oy vey, my son is gay. Oy vey, my son is gay. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. I got it right. That's the first time ever, and I feel really good about myself now. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think you should. I'm gonna spend the west the the west of the week yeah. in an absolute spin because I'll be so happy in a tizzy in the right tizzy in the right old tizzy of joy. Yeah. Cool. Right. Let's move on to our top ten. That's not Dilly Dally on the last feature. Let's skip along to the next feature. Mm, I like that. Let's use Dilly Dally more. Yes, why don't we? And willy-nilly. <laughs> um, What's so the next feature, Will? We're on to our top ten. Top tens. Do the jingle. Do-ba-do-ba-do. Top ten. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. <laughs> Lovely. You're a pure entertainer, William. <laughs> I'm a pure something. Um, okay, so these are top ten suggestions for uh, new entries to be Olympic sports. Now, we may have taken a... Well, let's see. Let's see if we've taken a, a slight vary, uh, variance in how we've approached this task. Let's see what we've done. Let's mash them together. Are you going to do yours first, or should we do them intermittent? Let's do intermittent. I'll, I'll start with my with one of mine, and then we'll... Should we interlace them? Let's interlace Should we interpolate them? Yes. <laughs> Give me your okay. number one. Number one, swearing. Nice. I just think Olympic swearing would go down really well. I think, I mean, I guess in my head it's in English. That's probably a bit unlimited. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, is it, would it be fair though to have different languages? Or would you have different? Would you have a different category for each different language? I think the the judge of the swearing competition, uh, uh, imagining it's one versus one, mm. much like the two of us sat across from a table. Yeah. We sit down and we take it in turns 
to swear at each other. Yeah. And whoever is whoever pro- provides the best swear yeah. essentially goes through to the next round. Like a penalty shootout. I think the judge should be should not understand either of the languages. Ooh. And therefore, it's just the noises. Exactly. Makes okay. a completely unbiased judgment. I think, yeah, I like that. I like that. Otherwise, it's going to be difficult, isn't it, with the with the language barrier? Okay, exactly. We've solved it. Good. That's my number one. What's yours? Shoehorning. Okay, you're going to have to explain that. Because what, do I? Oh, so so literally trying to get your shoes on <laughs> with a with a horn with a one of those things you put down the back. I think that people underestimate how difficult it is to do a good shoehorning. It's all about technique. Yeah. It's all about positioning. It's all about having a very, very strong wrist. And so would shoehorning as a sport be, would it be to time or would it be all about technique? It's like gymnastics. So it would be about style. It would be about poise. It would be about the requisite steps that have to be met during the shoehorning. Yeah. So the unlacing, um, firstly, the, the handling of the tongue. Okay. Getting the shoehorn in correctly, getting the foot in smoothly. Yeah. Much like when a diver produces zero to no s- splash. Yeah. If you get your sock in Just without, one movement. without any crumpling at the heel, yeah. that's going to be high marks for you. Yeah, I like that. I can imagine that the Chinese will be very good at it. <laughs> I'm not going to question that any further. Let's not look into that. <laughs> in case you're a bit racist. <laughs> Number two for me, chopsticks. <laughs> what, the piano song? No, picking up things with chopsticks. Nice. Uh, if you've played that game where you, you pick up peanuts with chopsticks and try and transfer them to another bowl. Do you think there might be um, countries in the world that would be better than other countries? I mean, there would be because there are some countries where they use chopsticks more, but I just think, you know... You Get over just, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the nature of it. There are some countries where they play more tennis than others and, you know, you just have to... Just have to live with that. Just have you? to suck it up and get yeah. it done. I think. I think. I, I think this country could produce some really good chopstickers. How good are you with chopsticks, Will? Uh, not very good at all. Although uh, there is a trick you can do where you kind of bind the two ends and they become more like pincers. Do you, when you go to a Chinese restaurant? Yeah. Do you ask for a fork? I don't ask for a fork, but I do only eat duck and pancakes. <laughs> Finger food. Yeah. Um, I love a chopstick, and I try and eat the chopsticks as much as possible. I do my best, like with rice, you know, and you get the bowl up close and you scoop it in, scoop it in. Great, but, but while you do, when you're doing that, I always think you may as well just chin it. <laughs> it's like a pint, <laughs> neck it off. <laughs> yeah, just chin a bowl of rice. What's your number two? Hot and heavy samba dancing. Ooh, yeah, exotic. One for the grown ups. Exactly. So um, how does how does this differ from normal samba dancing? It's got to be hot and heavy. So have all contestants got to be over a certain weight limit? No, they have to be For people who are over twenty. They have to generate a certain amount of BTUs. All right, which is a British turmeric unit. Is it? No, it's not. I don't know what BTU stands for. Please write in if you know what BTU. I think it's a standard measurement of heat. Is it really a British okay. thermal unit? Maybe some sort of thermal unit, um, and it has to be heavy. Will mm. and heavy is kind of a slang word for sexy dance. Erotic. Oh, erotic dancing. It's just a human body. Will. But it's moving fast. Two human bodies, possibly. And it may be moist. Oh, dear. And there'll be a judge. Yeah. And the best ones will just win a prize, probably. Okay, yeah, it's a prize. Late night Olympics, like it. Number three. Number three, hairdressing. Yep. I just, it is, I mean, it is what it sounds sounds like. I think that that's, yeah, okay. I think you have a number of different disciplines you do for speed, you can do for style. They do have this. This is a thing, though, right? They Olymp- have hairdressing. Olympic, what, Olympic hairdressing? Well, not Olympic, but they have hairdressing championships. Well, possibly, yeah. And maybe they don't want to be part of the Olympics because, thank you very much, they've got their own championships. But who am I to say? Well, it's one of those things where there's like the amateur ethos of the Olympics doesn't doesn't go well with, you know, because the, there's, there's quite often a bit of conflict there, isn't there, between the professionals and the amateurs. I don't know, though, because there is in the Olympics, mm. whether there is in hairdressing, I've no idea. But I would say that there's a lot of amateur hairdressers. In fact, you look like you've visited one quote recently. <laughs> I, as I've said before, I have to keep my hair in check because it does boof up and it has boofed up this evening and I would thank you to stop being so cruel about it. Looks like a brown halo. Shut it. <laughs> my number three. Yeah. Penultimate Frisbee. 
I like that. So Ultimate Frisbee well, is the last Frisbee. Yeah, this is the Penultimate one Frisbee is the one that happened just before, before that. it, exactly. <laughs> is that anything other than the clever title? No. Right. <laughs> Moving on. My number four, parking. Yeah. Just car parking. We all know we all know that some people can park and some people can't park. Yeah. And this is this is the sport that we And this will prove it. <laughs> exactly. And we're just giving out medals. My number four yeah. is snow writing, brackets piss. <laughs> It's another one where, I mean, there's going to be a natural advantage, isn't there, for, for the male contestants, the female contestants, much... Well, they they're probably compete separately, and also yeah, I, I would think... say it's a winter Olympic sport. Well, I think that's right. I think that's absolutely right. Can I mean, I think it's just, it is more difficult probably for, for women to produce a message with urine than it is for men. I think you underestimate... Um things i mean i think if we've got any if we've got any female <laughs> listeners and you want to try and write something with your urine in the snow and send it to us take a picture send it in tweet us at shuttlepod4 we'd be delighted to see it <laughs> we'd be delighted to see it um and judge it yeah absolutely i mean we could we could start our own sport here absolutely number five fuzzy bunnies lovely stuff the drinking game it's not a drinking game is it it's uh Fuzzy bunnies is the one with marshmallows. Oh, marshmallows in your mouth. Put a marshmallow in your mouth, say fuzzy bunnies, put another one in, say fuzzy bunnies, just keep going. That's a great game. Until you throw up. We used to play that when we were young, uh, I believe at my house on New Year's Eve. Uh, so we used to have a new... My birthday is on New Year's Eve, That's everyone. Right. I'll yeah. say that right now. I'm not ashamed. But it You're also, quite bitter about it, aren't you? I hate it. <laughs> but what we used to do when we were younger, when we were kids, was I'd invite my friends around to my house on New Year's Eve... And we would all be waiting for midnight to happen because, let's be honest, that's what everyone's waiting to happen mm. on, on mm. New Year's Eve. But before that, we would have party games. Mm. And one of the party games was indeed Fuzzy Bunny. Yeah. If anyone hasn't played it, it's a very simple game. You have a large bowl of marshmallows. You start by saying the words... Fuzzy Bunnies. You put one marshmallow in your mouth and you say... Fuzzy Bunnies. Then you put two marshmallows in your mouth and say... Are we going to keep doing this? <laughs> Until you can know, you've got so many marshmallows yeah. in your mouth, you can no longer say fuzzy bunnies. Exactly. Yeah, you just throw up like a sort of disgusting, like a wet slug <laughs> of semi-digested marshmallows into your hands, oh. and everyone feels a bit ill. Yes, that's my number five. What's yours, Tommy? Lemmings, <laughs> the computer game, the early nineties PC game. Ah, oh, the best game ever. I Wasn't that a wonderful game? Yeah. I would be that of all the suggestions. That's the one I'd like to do most. Uh, nostalgia is everything tonight, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We're de- delving deep da- down into our pasts. I've got another nostalgic one for number six. Go for it. Nose picking and flicking. Oh, classic stuff that is. Picking out bogeys, flicking them at a target. Oh, the way I see it, it's a bit like a sort of modern heptathlon. <laughs> Except with only two disciplines. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Duathlon. Yeah, duathlon. It's a nasal duathlon. Nasal duathlon, yeah. Sounds fantastic. And I'd it? love to see it. It would be difficult possibly to pick the bogeys up on TV. <laughs> so Maybe d- dye them beforehand. Yeah, or, you know, like in golf, where they have a tracker that shows you, because you can't see Hawkeye. the ball. Yeah, like a Hawkeye tracker <laughs> would work. Or, if you remember um, NHL hockey on the Mega Drive... There was a little, a little goal, a little, a little ring round the puck, so you could see where it was. That they added in. Yeah, have one of them. Oh, they should do that on real ice hockey because I can never see the puck. On it's real an ice absolute hockey. waste of time. What an absolute nightmare! It makes me angry watching. It really ice does. Hockey. I don't understand. Um, Everybody likes it. And if you like it, if you like it at home, if you're listening to this and you like ice hockey, I pity you. <laughs> what have you got as number six, Tommy? I have got fruit machines. <laughs> Because I think the Olympics should be inclusive for all socio-economic groups. Yeah. And I think that some fat. people are very good at playing the fruit machines. Yeah, fat blokes down the pub. Yeah. And it'd be good to have some Olympic sports where you can drink a pint of lager at the same time. Yeah, exactly. There aren't enough of those. Like old, old school snooker and darts. Yeah. Get the fruit machines back in. Yeah. You know, you see that the pot is at 250. Wait for the double gold coins and then hit the nudger. There you go. You're onto the golden ladder. Uh, Number seven, I've got colouring in. Excellent. 
I like colouring. Do you know, I recently know. I found I started found myself colouring things in when I've either I've been on the telephone yeah. or I finished my lunch and talking to someone. I found myself with a pen or a pencil in hand and I'm colouring in something. It's very satisfying, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a pie. Like a pie. Well, satisfying. Right, satisfying like a pie. Yes. That's what people say. That's, That's an expression. A, yeah. Oh, that was satisfying. Brackets like a pie. Like a pie. Close brackets. Uh, what's your number seven? Cornish gurning. Good. Yeah. It's essentially pulling a face, Will. It is, but you have to put like a horse's collar on, don't you? You don't have to, but um, I think they do. And that I don't know how that helps, but it's just... <laughs> it kind of frames the face, I think. It does, and it's also a bit like a massive leather vulva. <laughs> and so when when the people gurn it looks like a really ugly baby being born through a massive leathery vulva covered in brass covered in brass covered in brass rubbings what's your number eight tooth brushing yeah it's an important skill it is I just think that people don't do it properly if we make it an Olympic discipline you know people Ma- will take more, mo- more maximum notice. duration two minutes two minutes get all right. quadrants of the mouth done in that time yeah sparkling clean yeah, yeah I don't need to tell you you've never had a filling never although I have been suffering from tooth pain recently Ooh. I should have put that in the out and about section but I have got tooth pain if you get a filling I'll be so happy <laughs> Watch this space, listeners. Yeah, I'll be really, really pleased. My number eight is Sunday roasting. (laughs) Good. Wouldn't that be brilliant? You know, having the the countries of the world come together to compete in who can produce the best Sunday roast. Well, I was saying, if we have chopsticks as a discipline, which will naturally favour countries where they use chopsticks, then at least Sunday roasting will naturally favour... Countries where they roast meat. They roast meat a lot. Which I think is probably a lot of countries because you can roast meat in a lot of. I don't know a country that wouldn't roast meat. I think they roast meat, but do they do a Sunday roast? Do you know what I mean? Are there other countries where the family gets round for roast meat with roast potatoes, roast vegetables, roast pudding? Well, that's your vision of a Sunday roast. Roast cutlery. But for example, the North African vision of a Sunday roast might be um, a roasted goat cooked in an earthenware oven with a taboulet and some dates it might be and that will have to compete against our traditional notions of a Sunday roast I haven't got a chance has it I don't (laughs) Uh, nine will number nine dressing up yeah lovely there's a big dressing up box everyone gets 30 seconds to pile into it see what you can produce yeah Great random fun. random garments in each box. Yeah, just you've got to you've got to get a hat on, you've got to get an overcoat on, uh, some sort of. Well, I think you'd have to dress. You'd have to have shoes. Yeah. Bottom half of the body. Yeah. Top half of the body. A hat. hat. And, and then accessories. And maybe an accessory. Yeah. What and then you can do that thing where you turn the lights off and everyone has to change clothes. Yeah. You can do the thing where you have to pass a spoon with a with a string tied to it through everybody's clothes. I know it's older. You're getting into party games again. <laughs> Sorry. It's New Year's Eve. <laughs> Go on, what's your number nine? Cock stomping. Right. <laughs> let's, let's have a bit more detail on that one. I haven't thought it through. Right. <laughs> but let's just go with exactly what it sounds like. It's, I, I just stamping on cocks. <sighs> male chickens. Oh, male chickens. Yes. Sounds what cool. did you think I meant? I thought you meant penises. Oh, right. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't sound great, does it? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just point out I do not endorse any sort of animal cruelty. No. Especially not. towards cocks. No. Uh, my number ten, lawn mowing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I would say you're only allowed to do it with one of those lawnmowers that uh, has no fuel or electricity. It just works on you you pushing it. What do you call them? Just a, just a, a normal powered push power lawnmower. A push power lawn power. A, power, a, push, a push, push power lawn power power power. <laughs> power don't power. Me, don't push me. Push a power lawn lawn power. <laughs> God, we're we, wasted, aren't we? <laughs> it should be an advertising, we're right? We're millions. Was it number 10, Tommy? Gazer tag. Right. Which is exactly like laser tags paid by homosexuals. <laughs> Men or women. Gazer tag. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> that's, that's a bad idea. Moving, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Because Tom has once again let himself down by being prejudiced. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, you haven't. I, I don't know. We'll see. I think we'll that's see. a lovely idea. Okay. 
Moving on. <laughs> We've got... What, should, what do you want to do next? Do you want to do the creative challenge? Uh, what's the creative challenge this week? The creative challenge this week was themed weddings. Yeah, let's. Yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want time to think Think on? Well, I mean, I'll let you into a little secret, listeners. I forgot to prepare this this week, so I haven't done a themed wedding. It's normally Tommy who forgets to do things, but he's better than at producing things directly out of his bottom and pretending like he wrote them. Whereas I need to I need to theme these things. So I've, I've literally written here, themed wedding, Duplo. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to elaborate on that in any I, way i don't know <laughs> i think you can make things out of duplo at the wedding all the all the food could be square and you could slot it together battenbergs a lot of a lot of battenbergs that's a good square <laughs> food and uh, potato waffles <laughs> yes and after eight minutes yeah exactly so all the food is square um you, oh, this is poorly conceived. You have to dress up as toddlers. Yeah, how would that work? Dungarees, grubby faces. Grubby <laughs> faces. Nappies. A lot of Ribena. Ribena everywhere. Um, and and just everyone having a good time. How does that strike you? I mean, yeah, it's something that we've talked about. <laughs> we've we've now literally talked about we've it. We've talked about it, and I think it's probably best that we just leave it, isn't just, it? Just literally just move on, because it's such a good idea. <laughs> That no more needs to be said. <laughs> we can just we can just leave it there with everyone agreeing that it was a good idea. Um, so what have you got, Tom? Well, you, broke, you actually thought about yours. I broke my wedding down into various parts of a wedding. So I've good. got a theme, of, yep. obviously, of the wedding. Then I've got a venue, ceremony performed by, right. entertainment, food, and dress code. Blimey. Do you want to try and do that with yours, or is it a dead duck? Go on, you, you give me each one of yours, and I'll... Uh... You think about it. Yeah. So my theme is the 80s. Okay. Or as Bono would have said, the 80s. Lovely. Good, uh, good Bono impression there. <laughs> it's the decade. Get over here. I'm Bono. <laughs> I'm a generic Irish person. Yes. Um, so the 80s, obviously the decade in which I was born. And I and, was. And you were. And yes. we spent our first 10 years living in that decade, didn't we, Will? Yes, we did. And we thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, I thought it was super. So the venue for the, my 80s themed wedding would be the Epcot Centre in Florida. Right. Okay. Which still exists and still goes on. Is that it, a shopping centre? No, it's um, part of Walt Disney World and it's sort of a theme park, I think. But I, it, if you want to imagine this in your mind's eye, everyone, it's got that giant silver spherical ball. I was just about to ask you if it had one of those. Yeah. And it, do they show like 3D films in there or something? Possibly. Is that what it's for? I've never been. I know because it was one of those at Futuroscope. Yes, well, I think Futuroscope is very similar to the Epcot Centre. Right. It's just on the outskirts of Paris. Just French. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's the venue. So I would have the ceremony performed by Teddy Ruxpin. Good. He can be pre-programmed with the vows. Yeah. Simply read. He's slightly interactive. I seem to remember he was interactive. Did you ever have a Teddy Ruxpin? I, I never had one, but yeah, you rubbed his tummy or something and he, he said something. Yeah, so clack him round the chops and he'll say the vows. <laughs> okay. The beat him up. Um, the food would be um, obviously volavance. Yes. Prawn cocktail? Yeah, prawn cocktail to start, yeah. followed by chicken Kievs for Maine. Lovely. Followed by for pudding, Wolves Vionetta and Angel Delight. Can I suggest also maybe a Sierra Lee Gatto? No. Okay, fine. That's 90s. It's not um, 90s. Lee Gatto is 80s. It's 90s. Shut your dirty And I will not mouth. have it at my themed wedding. <laughs> and you always do this, Will. You try and ruin it. Um, Lee Gatto. So it. after we've all had a delicious meal yep. of chicken kebs and Wolves Vionetta, yep. it's time for the entertainment. Okay. And I've exclusively hired Russ Abbott and Les Dennis to do a comedy stand-up routine. Is Russ Abbott still with us? Still, I don't know. Is he still alive? I do not know. I don't hear about him much these days, but he'd be an old fella anyway, wouldn't he? I hope to goodness that he is. Yeah. I've got a feeling he's not, because he did do commercials for cigars, didn't he? Oh, that's a good point. Hamlet. Anyway, Les Dennis is still with us. Les Denis, the French fire engine. The French fire engine. <laughs> and yeah. then, of course, we'd have the AHA as a band to play us out. Great. Um, the dress code, my wife would be dressed as Rainbow Bright. Do you remember Rainbow Bright? No. The cartoon character? Rainbow Bright? No. Okay, forget it. Um, I'll forget it. <laughs> I'll be dressed as He-Man. I remember him. A pair of fur pants. And uh, two belts. Two belts. Diagonally. Metallic belts diagonally yeah. across my chest. And all of the congregation would be dressed as stormtroopers. 
Star Wars Stormtroopers or Nazi Stormtroopers? <laughs> Star Wars. I think you'd need to specify that on the invite just in case someone turned up as you know a member of the SS. Possibly. You wouldn't want that ruining your otherwise very tasteful wedding. Thank you. Do you like it? Would you I, like to be a guest at my themed wedding? I would. I'd like to live in your themed wedding in the 80s when I was a child and everything was okay. <laughs> everything was good. Um, what did I need for mine? I needed a venue. Yeah. I need some, so I need somewhere square to go with my Duplo wedding. Yeah. So uh, maybe a massive Perspex cube like that thing that um, Philip Schofield did on ITV. I don't remember that. Do you remember there was a, I think it was literally called the cube, and you had to go inside a big perspex cube and do like pressure games where you had to like catch things and never, never wrong, heard of it. I don't know if you got it wrong. Or that big cube that the Borg flew around in in yeah. Star Trek: Next Generation. Or just go to an Apple shop. Or just go to an Apple shop. Yeah, they're all they're all nice venues. <laughs> um, what else we have? We've we've signed on food. We've got square food. That's fine. After rates for pudding. Potato waffles for Maine. Who would perform the ceremony? Somebody who's square. So maybe Frankenstein's monster. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob, that's a good choice, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll go with him. Um, <laughs> why not? Why not? Dress code, as many different colours as you can get hold Primary of. Primary colours. Primary colours and your it must, it must include a window. Right. So your 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 outfit has to have a window on it somewhere that you right. can open and yeah. must be interactive. Very tenuous. <laughs> can you tell me the colours of Duplo World because there are only five. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I laugh there is because we are recording this in the playroom at my house <laughs> and are surrounded by Duplo. And Tom's assertion that there are only five colours of Duplo has been immediately contradicted. <laughs> And these enormous piles of Duplo that we're surrounded with, which are clearly more There's every colour. Every colour of the rainbow is Every living colour. And I see now why you chose Duplo. That's precisely it. As like, was... a, like a child under the age of four, yeah. you literally wrote down the first thing that you could see. Yeah, it was either going to be that or it was going to be Toy Dinosaur. <laughs> or Doll's House. <laughs> which would have be been fair, better. Either of those two would have be been much better than Duplo <laughs> now that I think about it. Still, we've had a laugh. We've had a laugh, haven't we? Haven't we just? We have, we've had a laugh. Unfortunately, the listeners haven't. No, but still, at least, at least we're enjoying ourselves. What's next, William? We're going to play Celebrity Play Cards Rights. May I call you Billiam for the rest of the pod? If you want, yeah, sure. Thanks, Bills. I've had worse. Um, so, uh, if you remember, what happens in Celebrity Play Cards Right is that we take it in turns to suggest celebrities and we each have to guess whether the other one has gone higher or lower than the one that we just said. Yeah, so who starts? Because that's important, isn't it? Well, I think if you make a guess for what level of celebrity I've gone for first, then I say what it is, and then that will kick us off. So okay, you go for A, B, C, D, or, or whatever. Yeah. I think you have gone straight in at the top with an A. I don't think I have, but I don't think you're far off. My, my first choice is Kelsey Grammer. Ooh, ooh. Now, he's been in films. Yeah, and But he's he... not really a star of film. I don't know. He is famous. He is famous, but Frasier hasn't been filming for a while. But it's one of the... one, Possibly one of the best-known sitcoms maybe in the world. I think that I'm Kelsey gonna... Grammer is a high B. I think he's an a, I think he's a low A, Will. I really think he is. Okay. If Kelsey Grammer walked into the room, I would be a bit starstruck. Especially because they have a lovely caramel voice, doesn't it? Oh, it'd be, it'd be super. Wouldn't, wouldn't it? you love to just sit in a deep bath and listen to Kelsey Grammer? I read, read, read you a story. Him on the loo. Just sitting there. <laughs> leafing through some, a Charles Dickens, A Tale of Two Cities. Just as you sit there in the bath and him on the loo. Not using the toilet, just sitting on it. The, seat, the seat's down. The seat's down. Alright, so we've started off on an A with Kelsey Grammer. I think you have gone lower than Kelsey Grammer with your first one. Right. Unfortunately, you're bang wrong first instance. What have you gone for? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is higher than Kelsey Grammer. I Bruce Willis that. is higher than Kelsey Grammer. He's it saying. cannot be argued. It cannot be fought. No. Bruce Willis is higher than Kelsey Grammer. Although that's the kind of celebra- celebrity celebrity, celebrity. That, that children don't know these days. Absolutely, which is a crying shame. Yeah, I'm always astonished how many people 
teenagers haven't heard of. When you say children, you actually mean you mean teenagers. Teenagers, I actually it. teach, and I'll reference someone like Brad Pitt, and they won't know who that is. That's ridiculous because Brad Pitt is a legend. Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, any of these people. Oh no, no, no nonsense. No, no nonsense. <laughs> I won't have that because Tom Cruise is very much still active. Genuinely, the um, other day. I referenced him for some reason because all I do is spend my time in my lessons referencing celebrities, <laughs> and and uh, and they generally didn't know who he was. And Tom Cruise is perhaps the most famous man in the world, apart from Donald Trump. But there we are, teenagers, eh? <laughs> right. So, what do you think I've gone for with my number Shit. two? Then, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's higher or lower? Okay, so I've, I went, I said Bruce Willis, so it's, I'm going lower. You're right. I've gone with Judge Jules. <laughs> For listeners who don't know who Judge Jules is, Judge Jules is a, a trance DJ who was very, very famous in the mid to late 90s um, and, is, and is still getting work today, I believe, but is not perhaps on top of the DJ pile anymore. Uh, <laughs> called Judge Jules, I believe, because before he was a DJ, he was training to be a lawyer. And, and he sat I, on the county court district council. Yes, and he wears a wig while he DJs. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Although, apparently, he did used to play a trumpet in between his mixes. Really? Yeah. Don't get that anymore, Flesh trumpet? No, I think just the standard brass. Just a t- <laughs> <laughs> right, Will, what are you going, higher or lower? I think... Oh, so Judge Jules, for me, is is probably these days uh, a low B. Oh, no, much, much, much lower than that. Really? Yeah, an E. He's E. An E? Well, you, I wouldn't know him if you walked in a room. Uh, and so would neither would 99% of no, people. I suppose not. I would, because I like dance music, but okay. Okay, we're going to go low E, so I think you've gone higher than Judge Jules. I have, you're correct. I've gone for Lenny Henry. Lenny, oh, dear old Lenny. My mum my once said hello to Lenny Henry. She saw she, him in the street in London. She went, oh, hello, Lenny, because she genuinely thought that she knew him. And what did Lenny say back to him? He told her to uh, get stuffed. <laughs> he pushed her over. <laughs> oh dear, that's a, a terrible story. He's a horrible man. What a horrible, horrible man. I want to make it clear that's not true. Okay, now this is a tricky one. So what do we think, where are we going to place oh. Lenny? Because I think it'll be important in the next guess that I make. Certainly, certainly higher than Judge. Um, C, D, B. He's a low B. Low B, I would he's say. He's pretty famous in Britain. I yeah. don't think he's famous anywhere else. Low B. High C. I think if you're famous in Britain but you're not famous anywhere else, I think that makes you a C. C. I'm going to give him a high C. High C. Okay, that's fine. So. Ooh, difficult. Have I gone higher or lower than a high C? Mm. I'm going to go higher. I think I've gone lower. Okay. Because I've gone with Rachel Stevens. Ooh. Of S Club 7. Yeah, I think... Right, yeah. Ooh, that's a tricky one. I think ten years ago. I think that she. I think it should have been higher than oh, that. Oh, I don't know. But these days, what what was the last thing that Rachel I, Stevens? Raised? I think Rachel Stevens. Yeah, you're right. Probably Lenny Henry has done more recent and noteworthy. I think work. for our generation of men, who for whom Rachel Stevens was a lust object, we probably still think of her as famous, but. I don't know what she's doing these days. I wonder what she does these days. She probably just sits around listening to our podcast, I would imagine. Yeah, hi Rachel. And he's getting furious. Absolutely bloody furious, right? <laughs> We'd love to have you on, so... Yeah, no, um, please do... Uh, please contact our agents. Just reach out. We're begging you. Uh, so I, I would say she... If, if Lenny Henry is a is a high C, yeah. I would say she's a, a middling C. Uh, a mid-C. A mid-C. And I think if she is listening, she should be happy with that. And yeah, just and, stop you complaining. Know. <laughs> All the time. That's that's the problem, Rachel. Is all you do now is complain yeah. and whinge. Produce so more, I got produce that some more wrong. content. For God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going? So you've got to you've got to guess around a mid C now, Will. Yeah, I think you've gone quite high with most of yours so far. So I think for the third one, because you've had what you've had Bruce Willis and you've Lenny had Henry. And Lenny Henry. I reckon you've gone low now to get a bit of a bit of variety in there. So I'm going lower than Rachel Stevens. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. It's not a lot lower, though. I've gone for Mick Hucknall. Ooh. Simply Red. No, you see, I think Mick Hucknall is probably higher. Do you? Yeah, because Simply Red are one of those bands that are really successful. like More successful than S Club 7? Oh, yeah, much more successful than S Club 7. Mm. And like Mick Hucknall probably still 
Like Simply Red can probably still do an international tour. They can probably still rock up. So what would you? What, where would you Simply place them then? Where would you place Huckers? I think I'd I'd still put him in the C category. I mean, he is a pop I star. See. Same as Lenny Henry. I guess. I guess. I'd know him if I saw him. I would definitely know him if I saw him. I mean, he's a quite distinctive looking chap, isn't he? So that means you got that one wrong, unfortunately. Yeah, I talked myself out of it, didn't You'd I? Go, yeah. So, can you see my answers? Are you looking at them? No. What are you looking at, then? I'm looking at you. You're looking at my crotch, aren't you? Just get on with it. It's because it's bubbling with ferocity. So, I'm going higher than Mick Hucknall. You are dead wrong. I've gone with Paul Daniels. Yeah, 1980s yeah. TV magician. Yeah, Bob you're Daniels. right. You're right. It's lower than Mick Huckman. Not a lot lower. I think quite a lot lower. D. I think he's a D. He's no longer with us, sadly. Uh, but Whereas... he was good innings. <laughs> when I say he's no longer with us, I mean he's no longer in this house. He used to live with us. <laughs> Just sofa surfing around yeah. uh, Southampton and the South Coast. We had him in a cupboard for a while. And he fits. And he fits, but then he'd open the door and he'd be gone. I mean, I don't... Hey! You know, like a, magic, like a magic trick. Whisper. Okay, this is going to be a tricky one, so we'll have to talk it out. You want to go higher or lower than Paul Daniels? Well, given that he's a D, I'm going to go higher than Paul Daniels. I think you're right, Will, because I've gone for Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I'm not sure that's within the rules. Are you allowed a, a character? He's a celebrity. No, he isn't. Yes, he is. He's a made-up character. Celebrity he's, he's a real person. But he has celebrity, doesn't he? That's not the he's same celebrated. Thing. Yeah, but Stonehenge has celebrity, but it doesn't make it a celebrity. Something being famous doesn't make it a celebrity. Just have to change number five. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone for Fishbourne Roman Palace. <laughs> Um, okay, well, maybe right, I'll, well steer, I'll steer clear of fictional characters. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. I mean, Scooby Doo clearly is more know, famous. More famous. Uh, a B, B, Scooby Doo B, Scooby Doo B. All right, Scooby Doo B. Do it. Um, so I, I guess now. Yes, yeah, your guess now for me for, for my your final one. one. Yeah, higher or lower than Scooby Doo? Lower, lower. You are correct. It's Anne Diamond. Oh, Anne Diamond. Didn't we have her last week? Did we? Yeah, I think we did. Well, maybe it'll be a feature from now on that I will always put Anne Diamond in. Oh, I love Anne Diamond, and why not? Um, actually, very much of the same staples. Uh, stable, not staple. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have a guess. This will be a very tricky one to tease. Someone who's off. been in the same stable as Anne Diamond. Yes. Um, I think it's marginally higher, and I have, if I had to guess who it was, I'd say Annika Rice. Oh, you're in the right sort of area. It wasn't. I'd say it's slightly lower. It was Lynn Folds Wood. I'm not even sure who that is. Lynn Folds Wood. She was married to John Stapleton, and she did the first watchdog. It's a potential death trap. Oh, that's Lynn Folds Wood. Yes. The Scottish lady who used to... T- Blimey, that's niche, isn't it? Really aging. Well, no, I think that's the same wheelhouse as Annika Rice and Anne Diamond... I think she's considerably less famous than Anne Diamond or Annika Rice. She's certainly been in stomping around the jo- the same John Stapleton. That's good. I think that's a... Did John a... Stapleton and Anne Diamond work together? I don't know. Did they read the news together? I don't think Anne Diamond ever read the news. What did she do? She was a... like She did, like, Good Morning Britain. She fell down a hill once, didn't she? <laughs> Played badminton. She's done lots in her life. She and, has. You know, good she's, on her. she's had a good crack at it. Hello, Anne, if, you, if you're listening... <laughs> So what did you guess? You guessed lower. Yes, she is definitely... I mean, it's lower. Lynn Foldswood is a G at best. Okay, that's harsh, but there you go. If you're listening, Lynn, I remember you very fondly. <laughs> what are the scores? Scores on the doors are two all. Two all. Fair good. Fair it's, good play. It's a draw, and I think we can all say that fun was the winner. Absolutely. Super. Right. <laughs> Moving on to our last feature. Our final feature. Tom's favourite feature, it's story time. Oh, story time. So, Tommy, today we've got some fantasy. Okay, I think this is the last time we'll do this feature, listeners. Oh, come on. It's very poor. It's not, it's great. So, the title of the fantasy novel is The Silver Scrotum of Basingstoke. Didn't we do fantasy last time? 
I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. We did, we did, we did space fantasy, didn't we? No, that's, sci- that's sci-fi. Science that's fantasy. sci-fi. That's not the same as fantasy. Okay, so this is called the Silver Scrotum of Basing Stuck. Right, Basing Stoke. Basing? No, it's not spelled. It's got two apostrophes in it, and a Z. Basing Stuck. Basing Stuck. Right, go on. I've got uh, four characters for you here. Yeah. Got Dick the Wizard. Yeah. Got Spong. <laughs> Spong is spelt <laughs> like sponge, but without the E on the end. Yeah. You got that? Yeah. I've got Barbarian Sheila. Okay. And the Necromancer of Ocado. <laughs> okay. And the setting is, well, it's the mystical plains of Buzzing Stuck, uh, but then also the Volcano of Disappointment. Okay. And how does this work? Well, we just need to, we're just going to... Yeah. Uh, we're just going to Facebook it. We're just going to we're just going <laughs> to talk through the logical steps of a story. Yeah, I think we I think we've got to start with the scrotum. The silver scrotum. Yeah. Why is it silver? Are we talking? <laughs> are we talking about a real actual person's scrotum? I would imagine that it's some sort of um, mystical artifact that has great power. So we're not talking about a person who has a silver scrotum. No, we're talking about some sort of petrified and then. So it used to be a real scrotum. Yes. And now it's been cast. I think silver. it was originally the scrotum of a mighty yak. Okay. But the yak had the face of Lynn Foldswood. <laughs> and people would come from all over the kingdom yes. to To touch the scrotum. To touch the scrotum and Which only got shinier because people kept touching it. Yeah, it was worn down. And also perhaps to uh give some sort of watchdog complaint to the yak. Exactly. But then, of course, the, the yak died in the yeah. early battles of um, the, the, the Basing Stuk. Basing Stuk, yeah. Um, but um, a rebel force yeah. um, went in and saved the scrotum. Poached they, it. They petrified it and yeah. they encased it in silver for its own protection and the protection of the universe. Right, the cool. Land. And so they, they probably... So that's where we join the story. They join the story, and, and as we join the story, I think maybe the silver scrotum has been lost for many moons. Yes, and so people are people are looking for it. You know, there are search parties. There are there are people on quests, that Quest. sort of thing. There's a lot of questing Quest, going questing on. for the silver scrotum of Basing Stuk. And Barbarian Sheila is one of those questers. Yes. And what does she hope to gain by gaining the silver scrotum? She hopes to free her people mm. from their entrapment, from the necromancer of Arcado. Exactly. Who lives on a circular fortress in the middle of. Basingstuk. So Basingstuk is a land made up of many circular fortresses. Roundabouts. Yeah. <laughs> warring with each other Good. constantly. Yeah. But unfortunately, the barbarians have been captured yeah. by the evil necromancer yeah. of Okado. And the only thing they can set in the three is the, is the silver scrotum. So she gets, I think, some help along the way from Spong. Yeah, so Spong Who's is... Spong? A, what it, or what is Spong? Well, it's just sort of like a... Bear in uh, mind, we're fantasy here, so I think we need to introduce some sort of mystical beast. Yeah. Is Spong a unicorn, a griffin? Is it just is it, an idea that floats around like a cloud? I would like, yeah. I mean, I think it's a semi, set, like an like a, amorphous blob. Yeah, but it's it's part liquid, part solid. So if you can imagine blending some hubba bubba, yeah, and then just or like milk it. jelly. Yes, like exactly. a, like angel a f- delight. Yes, a floating puddle of milk jelly. Yes. Okay, that's Spong. And how does he do, do an impression of Spong? How does he talk? <laughs> Like that. Hello, mistress. <laughs> okay, but a bit of both. A bit of both. When it, when he's moving at high speed, it's and then when he's talking, it's to hello, you. mistress. <laughs> like that. Lead on, mistress, so we shall find the evil necromancer. Good. Good. How's Dick the Wizard coming into this? Do we think? Well, they need to visit Dick, don't they? They need to get some Dick in their lives because. He is the only person that knows the whereabouts of the silver scrotum. But why is he not telling anyone? Because he's deaf. And he's blind. And he's dumb. He's deaf and he's blind and he's really unhelpful. Yeah. Uh, So how does Barbarian Sheila win him over? She she gets to his enclave. I think she feeds him spong. (laughs) Because the one thing that Dick the Wizard loves is milk jelly. So she tricks Spong to come closer, then she grabs him 
and just shovels him into Dick the Wizard's mouth. Um, and he said, oh, lovely, some lovely, oh, lovely, oh, lovely. Oh, lovely milk jelly. Yeah. Sounds like Dick, uh, David Bellamy. Yeah, David Bellamy is playing Dick the Wizard. So she finds the uh, the the silver scrotum. I think then perhaps what she discovers is that it's too much power. Power. Yeah, too much power. Power. Too much power in one scrotum, and actually it starts to twist her mind. Into what? Into perhaps another necromancer, perhaps where that's the original necromancer. Oh, of oh, another came. necromancer. And so what she decides to do is that she must go to the volcano of disappointment and cast it into the fire. Excellent. But what she discovers when she gets there is the reason it's called the Volcano of Disappointment is because there's literally a small fire inside it. Yeah. No, there's no lava. <laughs> just a hot iron. There's just there's an electric fire. There's a five-bar electric fire there. And one of the bars has gone out. Yeah. It's really, really disappointing. So when she casts the silver scrotum onto the, to the electric fire, it just gets hot. It just gets hot. But not hot enough to melt. But too hot to handle. But too hot to handle. Much, much like ourselves. <laughs> And then she, oh, what she gonna go do home. Then? She just goes home. <laughs> just, she just thinks, well, it's too hot for anyone else to pick up, and it's past my tea time. I'd eat spong, but I've already fed him to Dick the Wizard. Oh, sod it! Just go gonna go home. Just gonna go home. This has it? been a tremendous waste of time this whole day. <laughs> it's a real downbeat ending. But what I like about the downbeat ending is it's more realistic. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, leaves yeah. it open for many, many. Following, yeah, I mean, it's, this this is going to be you know one in a series of a thousand books. <laughs> yeah. yeah, multiple. Yeah, you're going to be able to yeah, a whole library full of silver scrotum books, and they just keep being released and being made into. And at the end of each endless... one, nothing, nothing happens. <laughs> just so that you can have another one. Just goes home at the end. Yeah. <laughs> what a lovely story. Yeah, <clears throat> and I've really enjoyed um, exploring that. Story with you, Will. Thanks, mate. So, <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you have. And um, hopefully, for the listeners, we'll never be doing that feature again. I really enjoyed that, and I'm going to do one for next week. Excellent. Okay. Right. So, super. We've well, come to we the, we've come to the very end of what you, the listeners, call oral ecstasy. Um, <laughs> the happiest time of your week. Yeah. It's really fun for you, isn't it? Yeah. You lucky. lucky if you agree with sausages. me. Send us some sort of missive to support our cause, yeah. um, possibly cash. That would be fine. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. You can contact us at Shuttlepod4 on Twitter or the email address, which is... I can never remember. Shuttlepodcast at gmail.com. There we go. Lovely stuff. When Will, what are we? When are we next doing the podcast? So our listeners can't wait to hear our dulcet tones again. Um, well, I seeing as this is all pre-recorded, it's, it's pre-recorded. irrelevant it to you. Doesn't matter, but I reckon it'll be in about a week and a half. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, um, Will, it's been an absolute pleasure to be back with you in the same room. You look like a golden unicorn with hot fudge coming out of your pipes. I am pretty sweaty by now. We'll see you next time, listeners, on Shuttlepod. Shuttlepod.